Romans chapter 9, verses 14 through 24. Last paragraph, head. Vessels of wrath or vessels of mercy. Verses 14 through 24. Vessels of wrath or vessels of mercy. Verses 14 through 24. So obviously at this point we can say that Paul has done a pretty good job of showing that national salvation is can't be. Can't be. So by showing Jacob and Esau and we talk about predestination remember that's what was talked about at the end of chapter 8. Predestination. And there are some, there are doctrine that's wrong that says that what God has predestined some to be saved and some to not be saved. If you just predestined, there's nothing you can do about it. Yet baloney. <laughs> <laughs> scripture said this is where scripture, you gotta keep it in context. There's still a passage of scripture that says, Whosoever will. Right. right. So when you interpreted that, you maybe interpreted it within the paragraph, but you didn't interpret it within the Bible as a whole. You didn't interpret that uh, in context of the book as a whole. Right. Otherwise, you would say, that can't be. It doesn't line up with the rest of Scripture. Right. So, so then he uses, like we saw, he uses Jacob and Esau. says, Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. Now when you see that, Okay, obviously, you know, Jacob was predestined to be saved, and Esau was predestined to be, to have wrath poured out upon him. No, Esau made a choice, Jacob made a choice. God just knew what Jacob would choose, he knew what Esau would choose. That's how God could say, while they were yet in the womb, Jacob by thy love, Esau have I hated. He uses bad things in your own heart. To get you a place that he needs you to be. Yeah. I'll present this to you. God used the Holocaust to bring Israel back to their homeland and make them a nation. Yeah. God didn't make Hitler do anything. He didn't make the Jew. He didn't make them do anything. That was already there. He knew it was going to happen. And he allowed it because he used it for the world as a whole to have compassion upon the Jewish people and say, yes, they can be a nation. Right. That's, that's part of his, that's part yeah. of his restoration plan. Yeah. Yeah. He's bringing them back. And this, a lot of this younger generation forgets that mm -hmm. they weren't a nation. That a lot of the younger generation haven't really don't have an idea about what Israel has really gone through, yeah. that they just have existed since, what, 1948, as a, yeah, a restored again as a nation. Yeah. That's all part of God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he uses all of that. He, 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 there, he uses things in your life. He's, he's so wise. <laughs> Definitely compared to us, but... Who you, he knows how you're going to react to things. And he'll bring about the right situation or circumstance to get you to react, to get you to move. God used 
a circumstance and situation in my life to get me to say yes to Bible college. Oh, was no way, Jose. Never would have went. <laughs> and God also used something to get me to leave Bible college. Otherwise, no way, Jose. Never would have left. <laughs> when you have baby eagles in a nest, the nest is nice and soft at first. Then when it's time to leave the nest, you got to move that soft stuff so then those baby eagles start feeling the sticks and the thorns and they're ready to get out of there. Right. Mm -hmm. The children of Israel had it real good in Egypt mm -hmm. until yeah. then from that it made them cry out for deliverance. Mm -hmm. And that was always God's plan wasn't for them to stay in Egypt their whole life. Right. It was God's plan at that time was for them to go, but he had to make them uncomfortable yeah. in order to get them to leave. Otherwise, he wouldn't leave. He's going to have to get you uncomfortable sometimes just to get you to move where he wants you to move. Just to get you to go where he wants you to go. You have to stir up the nest because we are dumb. <laughs> He just uses what's available. He doesn't force anything. But he knows you better than you know you. God will be honored and praised even in man's rebellion. And that the mighty power of God will be manifested. As it was in the destruction of Pharaoh. Which struck fear into the whole world of that day. God desires repentance, not, not wrath upon men. Nevertheless, God will ultimately be praised even as with Pharaoh. God desires repentance instead of, it doesn't, God's desire is not to pour out his wrath upon mankind. But nevertheless, God will be praised. In repentance and in restoration, he'll be praised. And in pouring out his wrath, he'll be praised. Yeah. Every knee will bow regardless. Yeah. Even in man's stubborn rebellion, he's still going to be praised. Pharaoh was stubborn and he rebelled. And at the end of it all, God was praised. And fear was put in the hearts of the whole world of that day. Because they heard what happened to Egypt. Who was at that time the greatest nation. I'll study this out and I got way more excited than you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> My God, our God, even when mankind rebels wholeheartedly against Him, I will not praise Him. I will not accept Jesus. I will not. I will not. I will not. This is the way. 
this is at the end of it all, he's still gonna be praised. That's it. That's right. You believe what you want to believe. At the end of the day, though, your rebellion will not be robbing God of any of his praise. That's it. There was a personal aspect of hardening and a judicial aspect of hardening. Talk about Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh made the choice to harden his heart. Pharaoh didn't want to let Israel go. Pharaoh didn't want to lose his slaves. He didn't want to lose his servants. Pharaoh didn't want that. Pharaoh's will was not to let Israel go. God's will bumped heads with Pharaoh's will. And when God said, let my people go, that rose up on the inside of, I will not. No Christian has ever done it. <laughs> I will, so Pharaoh just hardened his heart. I will not. The word of God comes into your heart, your life, something in this class or whatever it is. Says what well, you believe in is the wrong thing and up comes the flesh. No, if I will not let go of this doctrine. Uh, don't harden your heart. Because if you do, there's two aspects of it. And we've already learned it in earlier parts of Rome, the downward spiral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You harden your heart, the only thing that's going to happen is there's going to be, that's you personally hardening. And the next step is a judicial hardening, which means God's just going to push you harder in that direction. You want sin? He'll give you sin. He'll turn you over to it. And he'll even speed up the process. Yeah. That's all God did. Pharaoh made his choice to harden his heart. God just sped up the process. Israel had a willful blindness to Christ. They rejected, they willfully rejected. They didn't want to see him as the Messiah. That's not what they wanted. Their will butted heads with God's will. That's not the Messiah we want. We want a conquering Messiah. That's the one that we see in Scripture. Praise God, that's the one we want. You got a suffering Messiah in the first act. That's not what we want. We want a Messiah that's going to come and set us free from Roman rule, set us as a supreme nation in the world. That wasn't God's plan. God's plan was to save you spiritually. He wanted to set his kingdom up in your heart. See? Israel's will, God's will. They didn't line up. Yeah. Israel had the choice. We're either going to conform to God's will or we're going to reject that. Yeah. Well, they rejected. They had a willful blindness. They chose to reject Christ as the Messiah. After that, a judicial blindness came. Even today, yeah. Yeah. when they read the law yeah. and the prophets, they don't see Jesus. Yeah, they don't. Judicial blindness. Because of this, Pharaoh, Pharaoh had all the evidence in front of him about who God was 
and that he alone should be worshipped and obeyed. But Pharaoh ignored it and rejected it. Israel did the same thing. They had everything right in front of them to say that Jesus was the Messiah. They had the scriptures. They had the law, the prophets, the tabernacle. They had all of those things. And then on top of that, they had the miracles. The signs and the wonders. They had all the evidence that they needed to see he's the Messiah. And they rejected it. Pharaoh and Israel both got destroyed. Look at the things that Israel has gone through since they rejected Christ. The temple destroyed, scattered, the Holocaust. If you reject what you've learned now, you'll be just like Israel. The Lord is going to turn you over to be dominated by the same nature. He's going, to allow, he's going to take the hedge down. He's going, to allow you, he's going to allow Satan to come in, steal, kill, and destroy. Until you get to the place that you say, I, I, I'm, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm, something, I'm doing something wrong. It's me. You will say then unto me, why does he yet find fault? Well, that would be the next question. Then. Mm -hmm. The fault is in man and not God. We have sinned and not God. We are lost and not God. Sure. But we, we've been the first ones to blame God or somebody else. Mm -hmm. But we, the last person that we're going to blame is ourselves. Yourself, yeah. Yeah. Why you got that temper problem? Because Sally Sue. No, you. Because <laughs> God ain't providing this for. No, 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 no. You. Eve, why'd you send the serpent? No, no, no. You, Eve. Adam, why'd you send? Because you, God, gave me this woman. No, 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 you. <laughs> The fault's not God, and the truth is, fault not anybody else. It's us. Just numero uno. If I get frustrated on my job or I get frustrated at home, there's nobody else's fault. That's something in my heart. Look in the mirror, see who's causing It's me. That's something in my own heart that needs to change. And the Lord's just using either my spouse or somebody at work to bring that out. So I can blame them all I want, but if we want to get through this trial, we better go ahead and just admit it's me. Yeah. It's me. Look, it's me. I'm the man. Let's go ahead and change this up. Hmm. We need to get rid of this. It's not right. God has laid out his plan concerning redemption for humanity. And despite men resisting that plan, it continues to stand and will never change. Yeah. God is not to blame for the disease of sin in us. He did not make us that way. And he has given us a remedy for that disease. Jesus. Yeah. How many times have you heard me definitely when it comes to homosexuals? Well, God made me this way. 
But God made this is just how God made it. No. Personality. We all got different personalities. Some of us are a little different. We got our own little quirks and everything. Why are you so rude? It's just the way I am. Well, the way you are needs to change. Everybody just need to accept me the way I'm. No, 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 no. I'm trying to change you. And the one thing God isn't saying is, well, that's the way I made you. No, that's sin. God didn't make you that way. The fall made you that way. And God's given the remedy, the medicine for that problem. You're either going to take it or reject it. So to say, God made me this way, that just ain't going to cut it. God didn't make you that way. I just got a short temper. God just made me this. No, 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 no. He did not. Sin. Sin, sin. The problem's always sin. Just stop looking at everything else and saying that's the problem. It's sin. You get mad because it's sin. No, no, it's not. That's just that co-works. No, it's sin in you. And then we real good, especially us that are religious, we'll just come, it's righteous indignation. <laughs> no, that's sin. <laughs> no, it's not righteous indignation. That's sin. Don't be trying that. Don't be twisting the scriptures for your own purposes to justify yourself. It's all right being mad because it's righteous indignation. You call whatever you want, but it's sin. You'll know if it's righteous indignation. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example, righteous indignation. If someone were to come in here and teach another gospel, I'd be mad. I'd be very mad. I'd be so jealous. Not a bad, I'm talking about, I would be so upset. Because I know that it's a danger to your faith and somebody is trying to give you poison. Yeah, I'd be mad. That is righteous indignation. And I want to protect you and point out the error. Righteous indignation. Somebody came in here and just didn't agree with me and all of a sudden I hated them. That's not righteous indignation. That's sin. <laughs> well, you just don't see it the way I do. But that's weird. I'm not sin. Shall we call down fire from heaven, Lord, because they do that? No, you don't even know what you're saying. Alright, let's finish this up. We almost done. In the making of mankind, God knew that man would fall. He also knew that he would provide a redeemer with some accepting, which would bring man honor, and some rejecting, which would cause further dishonor. Now, as I studied this out, it helped me understand this a lot better. And I got it. <laughs> so, it talks about vessels of honor, vessels of dishonor. And then it says, uh, verse 20, No, but, O man, who are you who replies against God? Shall the thing form say to him who formed it? Why have you made me thus? We'll kind of that. Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another 
unto dishonor. We as human beings are made of what? The dust, clay, basically. Clay. We all come from, guess what? The same lump. Yeah. <laughs> we all come from the same lump. We all come from clay, ultimately, when it all boils down to it. We're all of the same lump. And some from that lump are vessels of honor, some are vessels of dishonor. God didn't choose that, we choose by accepting or rejecting. But we all come from the same. See the idea? Right. Whenever I first read it, I was like, what? <laughs> we're all human beings. We're all made of the dust of the earth. Yeah. Our cho we're all earthen vessels. You're an earthen vessel. I'm an earthen vessel. Only we're just vessels. I can either be a vessel of honor or dishonor, and that depends on whether I accept or reject God's redemption plan. If I accept His redemption plan, I'm an, a vessel of honor. If I reject his redemption plan, I'm a vessel of dishonor. Because remember, God loves those who accept his redemption plan and he hates those who reject it. There is a necessity that God should demonstrate the power of his wrath as well as the riches of his mercy. Now, this is Paul where I got mad. God is suffering long with the vessels of dishonor. Because remember, he knows who's going to accept and who's going to reject. God is suffering long with the vessels of dishonor who will never accept his redemption plan in order that he can make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. Praise God. God is suffering long with those that uh, a lot of people in the church would consider heathen. That's the word that sounds really like, kind of, you know, I get it, but you know, because we were the same thing before we got saved. But God, there are people that will never accept God's redemption plan. And yet we have accepted it. Praise God. Vessels of honor, vessels of dishonor. God is suffering long. He's not pouring out his wrath, wrath yeah. to destroy them. Right. He's suffering along with them in order that he might pour out. Yes. I forgot the word. <laughs> his riches of his glory. The riches of his glory. He's suffering along. With the vessels of dishonor that are all, that are fitted for destruction, hellfire. He's suffering along with them in order that he might pour out the riches of his mercy upon Sarah, a vessel of honor. Praise God. Lord, come back and wipe them out. He suffered along that he might pour out the riches of his mercy upon the vessels of honor. Not a vessel, you a vessel of honor. If you, if you said yes to God's redemption plan, you're a vessel of honor. And he's suffering long with the atheist who's never going to accept. They reject. He's suffering long and not about to pour out his mercy and destroy. 
his wrath and destroy them with hellfire because he's busy pouring out the riches of his glory upon you. Yes, thank you. My Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are simply vessels that must choose to yield to the potter's hand in the molding process and construction of the vessel or choose to reject. God desires this process for both the Jews and Gentiles. Same redemption plan for the Jew and the Gentile. Really, that's what God has. That's what Paul was basically trying to get to the point. It's the same for Jews as it is for Gentiles. That's correct. And that is the end of 